From Southern California, this is Outlook in Review, a summary of world headlines, technology and business news, arts and entertainment features, and instructive encouragement from the Praiselight Media Studios, Thousand Oaks, California. Good day, it's Wednesday, the 5th of September, 2018. Tropical Storm Gordon was almost at hurricane strength as of 4 p.m. local time on Tuesday as it continued on a collision course with the central Gulf Coast of the United States. Still 95 miles from Biloxi, Mississippi, the storm had a maximum sustained wind of 70 miles per hour as it moves northwest. Even as the compact storm approaches the Mississippi-Alabama line, forecasters discontinued tropical storm warnings west of the mouth of the Mississippi. This according to New Orleans Times-Picayne, the newspaper went on to state that despite the warnings being canceled, Gordon was still forecast to be a potentially troubling rainmaker that is likely to slow significantly once it makes landfall, and forecasters warned that as much as 12 inches of rain could fall over the next day or so from northeastern Louisiana and southern Arkansas to the Florida Panhandle. Google Chrome just turned 10 years old, and to celebrate, the web browser received a fresh new look on Tuesday. Chrome version 69 introduces things like rounded corners and a new color palette, changes that match the schemes found in the Android operating system platform as well as other Google programs. The update is also the first version of Chrome to discard the HTTP colon slash slash from how the URL is displayed which from a design perspective is a relic of the early days of the web, when according to the tech site Massable, navigating in any detail could often be an exercise in coding. With seemingly better handling of passwords, autocomplete, and an all-over more fluid feel, the browser has taken yet another leap beyond its counterparts prioritizing, as it says, the user experience above all else. In 1948, Harry Snyder and his family in Baldwin Park, California, started a small drive through hamburger stand just off of what is now Interstate 10, and patrons ordered their burgers through a two-way radio speaker system. Branded as In and Out Burgers, the small drive through met with much success, and a few more locations opened up in eastern and northeastern LA. The expansion was slow, however, not because of lack of demand, but because of the Snyder family's commitment to quality. By closely monitoring each store and maintaining a quality of food and service, the in and out chain developed a reputation of excellence and specialty due to the lack of one being on every street corner. 
1976, Harry Snyder passed away and the presidency of the company moved to his son Rich, who began expanding at a more rapid rate throughout the late 1970s and into the 80s. The chain was able to maintain its reputation due to strict operating procedures, and by 1990, 61 locations were open all the way down to San Diego. Stores quickly began opening elsewhere in Modesto, San Francisco, and even Las Vegas, Nevada. But on December 15, 1993, tragedy struck, as shortly after opening the 93rd store in Fresno, California, Rich Snyder and four other passengers died in a plane crash caused by the wake of a Boeing 757 jet also landing nearby on the approach to the John Wayne Airport. Over the next several years, the company changed hands a few times, still remaining within the Snyder family, and store locations continued to expand now into Arizona and Utah. In 2010, the burger chain announced ambitious expansion plans into Texas, giving local favorite Whataburger a run for its money. Several stores landed in Texas shortly after, but these new locations in Texas required the company to build a new hamburger patty production facility, as well as a distribution center in the state in order to maintain the fresh, never-frozen standards which make In-N-Out's burgers far superior from other burger chains. The expansions have been slow from some companies' perspectives, but for good reason because quality weighs heavier on a scale than convenience in many customers' minds, and with a 2021 expansion in Colorado, the name In-N-Out is slowly becoming not just a California term. But for anyone who has ever tasted one of In-N-Out's simple but famous menu items, the quality, friendly, sincere service, and all-around clean atmosphere make them always wanting to come back for more. And the current company president, Lindsay Snyder, has stated that she intends to keep it that way, not franchising the company nor selling out, and she intends to pass the ownership on to her children. The Snyder family has had a long legacy of service to Southern California and now to parts of the Western U.S., but their integrity stems from more than just a desire to serve burgers. Many are surprised to find that their favorite quality burger chain also desires to set an example of honesty and service through their Christian faith. The Snyder family has incorporated small Bible verse references on much of their packaging in a way that makes many look up the verse rather than toss it aside. On the base of the wrappers and cups, you'll find references to John 14.6, Nahum 1.7, Proverbs 3.5, Revelation 3.20, and many others. And all the verses share a common theme, belief in Jesus Christ. Renowned chefs like Anthony Bourdain, Julia Child, and Gordon Ramsay have given rave reviews of the chain, and for 70 years, In-N-Out Burger has been setting an excellent example in more than just service and quality with renowned fair treatment of their employees, stellar benefits, and above-board business practices making the chain one of the number one activities on the California tourism lists from around the world. So many Christians today believe that spiritual victory comes simply by surrendering more completely to God, allowing Him to take control and not fighting those battles against sin. They're God's to handle. They read 2 Chronicles 20, and the battle is not yours but God's, and they translate it as a call to stop struggling and striving. Instead, yield, and He alone will fight and give you the victory. A popular catchphrase of this view is to let go 
and let God. But a danger to this view is slipping into apathy, believing that God will wage war on our sin so that we can just succumb to its temptations. God's got it covered. He's fighting. If we read scripture in context, we get a very different evaluation of the believer's part in spiritual triumph. His role isn't one of passivity or apathy. The scripture's call to believers includes the discipline of daily submission or obedience to Christ and his word. God's word depicts the Christian life as a war, a race, as a fight. Yes, as Christians, we absolutely depend on God's power and strength, but we are by no means passive. As believers, we're commanded in 1 Corinthians 9, Philippians 2 and 3, James 4 and other passages to apply ourselves to resist the devil, to bring our bodies under subjection, walk in wisdom, press towards the prize, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, work out our salvation with fear and trembling, and to perfect holiness in the fear of God. Those are certainly not excuses for passivity, but rather calls to act and act aggressively with bold and radical determination. In Ephesians 6, Paul challenges us as believers in Christ to be strong in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God. And that is the balance. God supplies the resources. We supply the effort. May we always seek wisdom from God to live a balanced Christian life, constantly fighting the battle against Satan's lies and his temptations, thanking God for the strength that he gives to us for our spiritual victories. O church, arise and put your armor on. Hear the call of Christ our captain. For now the weak can say that they are strong. The strength that God has given With shield of faith and belt of truth We'll stand against the devil's light An army bold whose battle cry is love Reaching out to those in Thanks for listening to Outlook in Review. Contact us anytime with questions or comments. We'd always love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Outlook in Review and Facebook.com forward slash Outlook in Review, where you can find information to various topics we cover on the show. Until next time from Thousand Oaks, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Outlook in Review. Outlook in Review.